You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week, we will be bringing you a pub quiz style program with five rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each. We also start every episode with a bonus anagram, which will be due at the end of the episode after the answers for round five. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available on our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use to answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go, because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 38 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Kelly Sharon, and I'm joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi there. Our sassy spice, Zach Katz, is taking the week off, but don't fret too much because he'll be back in the mix next week. So you still have two more weeks to check out our visual round, Meow's It Going, on our website that features famous cartoon cats. So look it up if you fancy felines. Even the word combo fancy feline makes me miss Zach. Aw, me too. Dang it, Zach. But alas, it's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five, so you have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram of the week is mere loin glance. M-E-R-E-L-O-I-N-G-L-A-N-C-E. And the question or clue that goes along with this anagram is, Ethan Hawke, Josh Groban, and Andy Warhol are all notable alumni from what Pennsylvania Private Research University? Moving on to round one. So round number one is our general knowledge round. This one is called Spice It Up. Apparently, June 10th was National Herbs and Spices Day. So in honor of that peculiar holiday, every answer in this round will contain the name of either an herb or a spice. Question number one. Perhaps the only spice derived from conifers, what is commonly used to flavor gin? Question number two. Crimson in color and often found in threads, what is the world's most expensive spice? Question number three. Closely related to McCarthyism, What is the name of the moral panic that caused many lesbian and gay people to be removed from government service? Question number four. Known as Japanese horseradish, what plant can be ground into a paste to enjoy with sushi? Question number five. Which Disney princess insists on challenging the laws of Agrabah by marrying for love rather than nobility? Question number six. What 1979 Neil Young song featured the lyrics, Kerosene in my hands, you make me mad, I'm fire again. Question number seven. Tasting soapy to some, what is coriander more commonly known as in the United States? Question number eight. Named after a region in France, what is the dried mixture of savory, marjoram, rosemary, thyme, and oregano known as? Question number nine. 
We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers from round one, spice it up. Question number one, derived from conifers, the spice commonly used to flavor gin is juniper. I went through a big gin phase in college. Who did it? Yeah. I once contemplated getting a tattoo that said gin is my sin. And let's just say I have regrets. (laughs) Question number two. The world's most expensive spice used in textiles as well as cuisine is saffron. I'm just mad about saffron. Oh, saffron's mad about me. Question number three. Related to McCarthyism, the name of the moral panic that caused thousands of suspected LGBT government employees to lose their jobs is the Lavender Scare. Thanks a lot, Eisenhower. Way to go. Happy Pride. Question number four. The plant, also known as Japanese horseradish, that is often paired with sushi, is wasabi. I think it's nasty. Oh, really? I love it. Do you? I love wasabi. Like wasabi paste, wasabi sprinkle. I want it on everything. Okay. I'm a big fan. Well, you can have my share. Deal. Question number five. The Disney princess that insisted on challenging the laws of Agrabah by marrying for love is Jasmine. Question number six, the 1979 Neil Young song that featured the lyrics, Kerosene in my hands, you make me mad, I'm fire again, is Cinnamon Girl. Question number seven, tasting soapy to some, coriander is more commonly known in the U.S. as cilantro. I did not know they were saying the same thing until recently, six months ago or something. It's embedded in our genetics whether it tastes like soap or not, because when I did a 23andMe kit, it was included in the panel. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the two weird ones were like, they let you know whether your pee smells after eating asparagus. Oh, that is genetic. Yeah. And they let you know if cilantro tastes lousy. Hmm. And I was one yes and one no, and I won't tell you. I'll let you come to your own conclusions. (laughs) I will let you come to your own conclusions. Question number eight, the dried spice mix named after a region in France is Herbs de Provence. Is the American version of that either like allspice or Mrs. Dash? Or MSG. Oh. (laughs) Do you think Mrs. Dash is an actual person? I doubt it. Hurry, look it up. Oh my gosh, she's real. And it turns out she's the missing member of the Spice Girls. She is real. Are you serious? No. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to round two. Round number two is our music round. This one is called Collab Lab, and it features a collection of songs that are duets. You'll get a half point for song title and a half point for both recording artists. One. Two. 
three. Here are the answers for round two, Collab Lab. Song one was Drunken Love by Beyonce and Jay-Z. Song two was Different for Girls by Dirks Bentley and L. King. Song three was Don't Go Breaking My Heart by Elton John and Kiki D. Song four was Senorita by Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello. Song number five was Jackson by Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash. Song number six was Me by Taylor Swift and Brendan Urie. Song seven was Close My Eyes Forever by Lita Ford and Ozzy Osbourne. And song number eight was Rain On Me by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. What's your drunken love story? Well, <laughs> I can't wait. No, no, it's not. It's not steamy at all. Or it is. Oh, how do you have a non-steamy story to this song? So it goes like this. 
And I was actually at the, I think it was 2014 Grammys when Beyonce opened up the show with that song. And she was like sopping wet and there was like steam rising and she did this whole dance on a chair and it blew everybody away. So I will always remember that when I hear that song. She's superhuman. It's insane. She's incredible. The Lady Gaga Ariana Grande song, Rain On Me, yes. is really phenomenal. It's super fun. Zach is obsessed with it. I'm sure he's like skipping out on this episode just to memorize the dance moves. I mean, this felt like a pride anthem before pride got canceled. Oh, I think it was. So do you actually think that Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello are a couple? I don't believe it either, but the quarantine made it feel like they really had to double down and prove to us that they were real. <laughs> yeah. But I don't buy it either. I just feel like maybe he's her best friend. Yeah, and that's great. And you can fill in the blank there, her something best friend. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's lighter outside the closet, baby. Come on. Yeah. Coming out, the water's warm. Yeah. I love his silk shirts. I love that he's also comfortable singing Call Me Senorita. But I'm not really buying this romance. No. He's adorable and super talented, though. I love him. Totally. Speaking of pride, moving on to round three. Round three is typically our classic subject round. This one is called Over the Rainbow. As many of you know, June is Pride Month. This round is on LGBT historical figures and events. Question number one. The original gay pride flag was created in 1978 by Gilbert Baker and had eight symbolic colors, including hot pink and turquoise, both of which are no longer featured on standard pride flags today. What did the hot pink and turquoise stripes represent? You must list one for a point. Question number two. The Isle of Lesbos, home to the ancient, allegedly lady-loving poet Sappho, and the etymological root of the term lesbian, sits on which sea? Question number three. To date, there have only been five openly LGBTQ heads of government in the world. Name any one of their countries. Hint, all of their titles are prime minister. Question number four. Who is the New York street artist and AIDS activist well known for his simple, playful imagery with such notable works as Crack is Whack and Best Buddies? This artist passed away in 1990 at the age of 31. Who is he? Question number five. Considered one of the most significantly open LGBT elected officials in the United States, this former member of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors was once quoted as saying, If a bullet should enter my brain, let that bullet destroy every closet door. Who is he? Question number six. The openly gay entertainer, Sir Elton John, founded a production company in 1996 that specializes in music-themed film projects. With notable titles such as Rocket Man, Nomeo and Juliet, and Sherlock Gnomes, what is this company called? Question number seven. 
The second most deadly mass shooting in U.S. history occurred in June of 2016 at a gay nightclub, resulting in the deaths of 49 people. What city did this horrible tragedy take place in? Question number eight. Who is the LGBT rights activist who is the lead plaintiff in the 2013 U.S. Supreme Court case which overturned Section 3 of the Defense of Marriage Act, a legal landmark extending rights, privileges, and benefits to married same-sex couples? Her name anagrams to Rowdiest Hind, R-O-W-D-I-E-S-T-H-I-N-D. We are going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And here are the answers for round three over the rainbow. Question number one. On the original gay pride flag, there were two colors no longer present on the flags today. The hot pink stripe symbolized sexuality, and the turquoise stripe symbolized magic and art. But you only needed to list one of those for a point. I love the idea of, like, the magic. Need more magic. Not less. Oh, me too. Whoever correctly guessed magic and art, can you just email us right away? Because I would love to have you as a friend. And I will happily jump you into our queer coven. Right, you win. Bring back the magic and art. (laughs) more witches (laughs) question number two the sea that Sappho's home the Isle of Lesbos is located on is the Aegean Sea a not so fun fact coming at ya here comes your not so fun fact so apparently the connotation of the term lesbian is considered offensive to many Lesbos Islanders to such a degree that in 2008, a group of them litigated, unsuccessfully, a court case against the LGBT community of Greece. The Islander group had requested a legal injunction to ban groups from using the word lesbian in their names, citing that the use of the term violated their personal rights as it is insulting and disgraces them around the world. Boo. Boo hiss. Boo, lesbos inhabitants. Yay, lesbians. Yay, lesbians. Yay that it was unsuccessful. Such garbage. Question number three. The five countries that have had openly LGBT heads of government are Belgium, Iceland, Luxembourg, Serbia, and Ireland. And you only needed to list one of them for a point. Question number four. The New York street artist and AIDS activist known for his simple, playful imagery, who passed away in 1990 at the age of 31, is Keith Haring. I love his stuff. Yeah, for only being 31, he really managed to have a high profile and presence. Oh, for sure. Question number five. The openly LGBT former member of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors that was quoted as saying, If a bullet should enter my brain, let that bullet destroy every closet door, is Harvey Milk. Question number six, Sir Elton John's film production company that specializes in music-themed projects such as Rocket Man and the Gnomes franchise is Rocket Pictures. So Zach loves Rocket Man and dressed up as Elton John this past Halloween and was... So good. 
His costume was fantastic, but I did not enjoy that movie. And I feel like he was personally offended and mad at me for possibly multiple days. <laughs> I felt like when I watched it, I was like, oh, Elton John made his own biopic. Right. Like, I see what happened here. <laughs> right. He looks like a hero. And I was like, mm, here I come with my seven foot wings and rehab. Yeah. No, thanks to that movie. Sorry, Zach. But I would rather watch that than the Gnomes film. So there you go. As far as Rocket Pictures productions, I will take Rocket Man over the entire Gnomes franchise. <laughs> A bedazzled silver lining. Question number seven. The 2016 deadly mass shooting that occurred at a gay nightclub and resulted in the deaths of 49 people happened in the city of Orlando, Florida. That was incredibly sad. Yeah, it was. Question number eight. The LGBT rights activist and lead plaintiff in the 2013 U.S. Supreme Court case, which overturned Section 3 of the Defense of Marriage Act, whose name anagrams to Rowdiest Hind, is Edith Windsor. So she's the best. She's like the gay golden girl that I wanted. <laughs> totally. Yeah. She's an icon. She did great work. Yeah. Moving on to round four. Round number four is our celebrity pop culture round. This one is called Busted, and it includes several descriptions of criminal acts that were committed by famous people. We will describe the crimes and provide hints, and you will guess the celebrity. Question number one. In addition to DUI charges over the years, this British-born Canadian actor was found guilty of headbutting a fashion designer at a hotel in Soho. This combat move may have been something his character Jack Bauer would have attempted, but an inappropriate move to pull at a museum fundraiser in real life for sure. Who is he? Question number two. This fun-loving rapper and award-winning actor was arrested in 1989 after he and his bodyguard attacked a Philadelphia man, leaving him with facial fractures and nearly blind in one eye. Instead of being forced to move in with his auntie and uncle in Bel Air, the celebrity went on to have an impressive film career. Who is he? Question number three. This queen of domesticity was caught up in some online trading trouble in 2004 and served five months in jail for her crimes, sentenced to her own nightmare of subpar prison cuisine and low thread count betting. Who is she? Question number four. Boasting the most arrests of any Hollywood celebrity in history, this 79-year-old actor has an impressive 67 counts of civil disobedience, trespassing, and disturbing the peace. A lifelong activist, this celebrity is a far cry from his portrayal of a U.S. president on the TV series The West Wing. Who is he? Question number five. In 2014, Phil Rudd, an Australian rock drummer, was charged with attempting to hire a hitman to kill two people. Perhaps trying for a real-life version of the song Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, what band did he belong to? Question number six. A far cry from her solo album title, America's Sweetheart, this musician and actress is no stranger to controversy and has a long rap sheet of drug and assault charges. Seemingly quiet these days, this entertainer recently shared a heartfelt tribute to her deceased husband and revealed that she had over a year of sobriety under her belt. Who is she? 
Question number seven. Before his days of strutting his funky stuff in tidy whities this actor and musician pled guilty to racially charged assaults of two Vietnamese men with a stick, knocking one unconscious and rendering the other one partially blind. He was sentenced to two years in prison, but only served 45 days. Who is he? Question number eight. This Canadian-born musician was arrested in 2014 for driving under the influence and resisting arrest. This singer of the hit song Sorry seemed less than apologetic upon his arrest, tweeting that despite the good hair day he was having in his mugshot, it would never happen again, and added the captions, hashtag jail is not a cool place to be, hashtag not fun, hashtag never again. Who is he? We are going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And here are the answers for round four, Busted. Busted. Question number one. The British-born Canadian actor that was found guilty of headbutting a fashion designer at a museum fundraiser in Soho is Kiefer Sutherland. He just seems a little on edge to me all the time. A thuggish, ruggish Canadian bone. Yeah. Speaking of headbutting, though, Kelly and I are avid fans of the series Killing Eve, and there's an amazing headbutting scene between the two female leads in season three. So if you aren't caught up, check it out. Catch up now. It is real hot. And see all of Villanelle looks. Send them directly to my address. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Question number two. The fun-loving rapper and award-winning actor who was arrested for his involvement in a 1989 attack that left a Philadelphia man with facial fractures and nearly blind in one eye is Will Smith. This one's a little surprising. It seems out of character. Yeah. Question number three. This queen of domesticity who served five months in jail for her online trading crimes is Martha Stewart. I kind of love her. I love her. Yeah. I love her new just like pot phase of life. I feel like pre-prison, she took herself too seriously. And after prison, she's just embraced like... It's just Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I feel like she's loosened up a lot. I'm totally here for this new season of her life. I do kind of wish that she put out Martha Stewart Living magazine edition from prison. I don't know why that didn't happen. Minimalism at its finest. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Question number four. The 79-year-old actor and lifelong activist with the longest rap sheet in Hollywood is Martin Sheen. Question number five. Phil Rudd, the rock drummer who is charged with attempting to hire a hitman to kill two people, formerly belonged to the band... ACDC. Question number six. The musician and actress with a long history of drug and assault charges, but has seemingly simmered down as of late, recently resurfacing with a heartfelt tribute to her late husband, is Courtney Love. Um, I have a feeling we haven't heard the last of her. I think all of her wild past will rear up again and have a whole comeback Oh, absolutely. I'm not buying the the simmer down is only going to last so long. Courtney Love, not one to simmer down. That's why she's great. 
You know? Unless like her simmering down is what makes the news headlines, which apparently it is. Yeah, exactly. And then she's like, I'm back. Just kidding. Question number seven. The actor musician who pled guilty to the racially charged assaults of two Vietnamese men with a stick and only served 45 days of jail time despite his attempted murder charge is Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark at his finest. I'm not a fan. No. It's a hard pass for me. Hard pass on Marky Mark. I can't speak for the funky bunch, but it is a hard pass on Marky Mark. Question number eight. The musician who was arrested in 2014 for driving under the influence and resisting arrest, who tweeted praises of his mugshot hairdo and offered such captions as hashtag jail is not a cool place to be and hashtag not fun is Justin Bieber. Hashtag duh. <laughs> hashtag where's Martha. Hashtag bed not comfy. Hashtag food's not yummy here. Moving on to round five. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. Negotiated at the end of World War II, what document provides the foundations for international law? Question number two. Voted the league's greatest character in 2019, what was the nickname of football player Joe Namath? Question number three. What is the name of the now-defunct American stationery and card store that filed bankruptcy in 2020? Question number four. What U.S. city is the setting of three NBC shows featuring first responders with the subtitles PD, Fire, and Med? Question number five. Which jeweler originally outbid Richard Burton for the 68-carat diamond that came to be known as the Taylor Burton Diamond sported by Elizabeth Taylor at the 1970 Academy Awards? Question number six. Known for its distinctive yellow and black heading, what magazine for theatergoers is often distributed as a show's program? Question number seven, what was the last and southernmost of the 13 original U.S. colonies? It's connection time, and question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. We are going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And just as a reminder, the bonus anagram will be due at the end of this round. And here are the answers for round five, our connection round. Question number one, the document providing foundations for international law that was negotiated at the end of World War II is the Geneva Conventions. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Needs to be used against the United States. Ba-ba. Bam. Pew, pew. 
Question number two, the nickname of former professional football player Joe Namath is Broadway Joe. I know I know you got that one. <laughs> yeah, Zach would be all over the Broadway part of it, and I think you'd cover the sports. I've never even heard of Joe Namath. Oh, he is pretty famous. What team? Uh, I think he played for the Utah Jazz. Broadway hands. That would make sense. No, it wouldn't make sense because the jazz is basketball. Boom. Well, yeah, but like for Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he played with the Jets for most of his career and then finished with the Rams. But anyway. First down, potato skins. Ooh, potato skins. Dang it. Question number three. The name of the now defunct stationery and card store that filed bankruptcy in 2020 is Papyrus. Kelly, do you remember when the Papyrus near us went on like a closeout sale yes and we raided it and oh my gosh like, i have so many cards i don't even know how many cards and just like random junk oh totally but the cards were so cheap and there were some good ones some of them were like 30 cents i think we've exchanged some of the cards that we bought <laughs> totally. together at the defunct papyrus they also got out of business like right before quarantine happened so yeah they did it's almost like they had an insider source i think it was martha stewart Question number four. The U.S. city that is the setting of three NBC shows featuring first responders is Chicago. And those are Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, and Chicago Med. I feel like that's all NBC does now, though. It's like Chicago programming. (laughs) I know. It's going to be like Chicago Daycare, Chicago DMV. (laughs) Question number five. The jeweler who originally outbid Richard Burton for the 68-carat diamond sported by Elizabeth Taylor at the 1970 Academy Awards is Cartier. Question number six. Known for its distinctive yellow and black heading, the magazine for theatergoers that is often distributed as a program is Playbill. Question number seven. The last and southernmost of the 13 original colonies was the colony of Georgia. And the answer for question number eight is the connection between answers one through seven. And we had answers like the Geneva Conventions, Broadway Joe, Papyrus, Chicago, Cartier, Playbill, and the colony of Georgia. And all of those answers include names of commonly used fonts and typefaces. Anybody that prefers Comic Sans, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, we can't be friends. Yeah, that's just a hard pass. Nothing good comes from Comic Sans. It's the worst. Unless you're a kindergarten teacher, please don't use Comic Sans. Thank you. It just It's just a hard no in all occasions for me. How do you feel about wingdings? You know, great. Going back to our bonus anagram of the week... The anagram was mere loin glance, and the question or clue that went along with this anagram was Ethan Hawke, Josh Groban, and Andy Warhol are all notable alumni from what Pennsylvania Private Research University? And the answer is Carnegie Mellon. Mere loin glance scrambles up to be Carnegie Mellon. Zach has mastered the act of a mere loin glance, (laughs) let me tell you. He clocks it a mile away. Oh my god. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or feedback. Our email address is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com and our website is triviatimepodcast.com. That wraps up episode 38 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. 
I'm your host, Kelly Sharon, and I've been joined by our quizmaster, Ricky Lime. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed playing along. Good job, Kel. Way to hold it down while Zach was away. Learning his choreography. <laughs> our background and answer break music this week was Doting by Dave Merson Hess. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California. Special thanks to Lydia, Justin, Abe, and all our trivia buddies. And we'll be back next week with everybody's favorite boy toy, Zach Katz. Until next time. So I feel like all the members of ACDC looked like they just broke out of prison, but maybe that's just me. Or we're about to go on a murderous rampage. Yeah. They're kind of a wild motley bunch. Totally. Yeah, I'm not really a big fan, but I am a fan of whatever true crime documentary could come out of this. Yes. I don't understand. Like, rock music as a whole is just, like, a little too much for me. Stop it. (laughs) That's why you have me. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Angus Young is a phenomenal guitarist, and he's very loyal to Gibson SGs. I used to have this 1970s chocolate brown Gibson SG, and I uh, broke the neck off, and it was a bummer. Oh, how? Rocking and rolling, girl. Ooh. Watch out. (laughs) Sorry, I'll get out of your way. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly is a sports fan and informed me earlier today that the NBA season is reconvening in Disney World. Yeah. I just replied back, I don't understand. (laughs) Followed by the question mark reaction. But is there a basketball court at Disney World? I don't really know. It seems like that would be a necessary inclusion for sure basketball games to have. I mean, they could just like shoot it into the teacups or like we could be creative. Ooh. <laughs> Slam dunk in the teacups. What there needs to be is potato skins. Either way, I don't care what it looks like. Can we get matching black diamonds, Kel? Yeah, I think so. I think that's the that's the new friendship bracelet as far as I'm concerned. We just come out of quarantine and emerge at trivia with all this new swag. <laughs> right. <laughs> the people who already hate us at, at our trivia location would love that. They only hate us because we always win. What up? <laughs>